Freaks. It's Thursday, January 25th, 2024. Coming up on the program today, panty gushing and not the good kind. Plus, Grant McDonald's Ram Ranch has been raided. Could this turn into a gay Waco? And Kathy Mitchell wants you to eat her bush. Book. She wants you to eat her book. I'm sorry. All this coming up today. Are you on the internet? Isn't that for techno geeks with spreadsheets? Get off my phone! It's just a fun thing. I'm a sucker for other people's pain. Oh, shit all over your face, baby. That's the best way to do it. Yes! Tim back here with you for your Thursday episode of DV. Have a great one for you. Uh, have you noticed that Twitter and threads have been pretty much unusable for the past day or so? My entire has been clogged up with Barbie content. Apparently, I'm on bitch talk. The algorithms really think I just want to see tweets from angry women upset about Oscar nominations or some bullshit. This all stems from the fact that I guess the director of Barbie did not get nominated for an Oscar, nor did Margot Robbie. Uh, I started seeing tweets shortly after the nominations were announced. Uh, Stuff like, wow, so much for progress. Hashtag Barbie movie. The patriarchy wins again. I hate to say this, but uh, inside I'm secretly cheering. You know, I am a man. I like to see my team win. Uh, Another tweet or thread or whatever. It said, Barbie is a movie about patriarchy and how it affects women's lives. And that's why we're going to give an Oscar nomination to dot, 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 Ken. These sham nominations prove Hollywood men didn't take anything away from the powerful message in Barbie. It's literally the point of the film! Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Now, it's kind of interesting that the Oscar nominations just came out because this past weekend, I actually watched the Barbie movie for the first time. And, you know, longtime listeners of the show know I am not one of these anti-feminist women haters who boycott movies because there's too many ladies in it or whatever. For instance, go back to 2016. Listen to some episodes of DV. I think I praised the Lady Ghostbusters movie. I was like, I don't understand the hate. It was okay. It wasn't great, but it wasn't horrible. See, this is my big example of how I'm an ally to women. (laughs) The movie didn't completely suck, asshole. You've got a friend in me, you daffy broads, you. I'm doing my part to help smash the patriarchy. 
Ching. That being said, I did not get Barbie. I just didn't think it was that great of a film. It wasn't particularly funny. Honestly, it wasn't that poignant. It was like surface level feminism. I know how, like a lot of these tweets and stuff are like, this is the first time the patriarchy has been dealt with in a deep and meaningful way. It was so complex and layered. And I'm like, did we watch the same film? It's hard for women and women are defined by the men they're with and the men get all the credit, but it's also hard for men to be men in certain what you know okay yeah this is some groundbreaking shit anyway i was sifting through page after page of barbie slash oscar criticism when i finally found out that uh, barbie was not snubbed at the oscars it got a bunch of nominations what the hell are you cunts bitching about here's a list of uh, what barbie is up for best picture the movie is up for like the biggest oscar of the night. The best fucking movie in the world it's up for. These people are still upset. Okay, best picture, best supporting actor, best supporting actress, costume design, two original song nominations. It's also up for best uh, production design and adapted screenplay. By the way, that screenplay was written by the director, Greta Gerwig or Gerwig or whatever. Uh, so yeah. She's kind of technically up for an Oscar. I'm sorry, you know, the, the movie wasn't nominated in the category you wanted it to be, but, you know, life's unfair. You're women. You should know that. The point is the movie was still recognized. It's not being snubbed. Get off your fucking high horse. And then on top of it all, you know, my Twitter feed has been jammed up with women upset with the Academy of Motion Pictures. Today, there's a new twist. Other women are upset with these women because they're focusing on the wrong type of feminism. My biggest issues is that fat Barbie is completely covered up at the beach. Apparently in the movie, there's a fat Barbie and she's not showing enough skin for this woman who is probably fat herself, right? Trans Barbie is thin and white, upholding a white patriarchal idea of femininity. I mean, I mean, Jesus Christ. They had queer actors, but not queer characters, yet made a big deal about queer representation. Women only find their power after men harm them. She's also upset because there's a Supreme Court, but no police in the, mo in the movie. Also, disabled Barbie doesn't speak in the movie. Well, maybe that's one of her disabilities. You don't know. There's also no Asian Barbie. Pretty sure there's an Asian Ken, though. But that doesn't count because you men, right? This is really the problem with movies that are being held up as progressive beacons of hope to marginalized groups. You know, it, it's an hour and a half movie. Not every single minority can be represented. It's, it's just impossible. And you get these people who begin to, like, nitpick. They, like, try to find... The flaws, all right, well, there's a trans woman, but she's white. There's not a trans woman of color. And then, oh, oh wait, wait a second, there is a trans woman of color. Why isn't she fat, though? We need one of those. I mean, come on. The movie had black Barbie, trans Barbie. You're upset because there's not a black trans Barbie? I mean, you don't have to explicitly show it on screen to sort of get the idea across what you're going for. Anyway, I'm sick of that shit on my feed. Make it stop. Thank you. Someone's got to do something about all of these problems. The other thing I keep seeing trending on Twitter or X, which I refuse to call it, 
I'm a man of my principles, after all. Boy, there is a certain demographic that really, really wants Tom Hanks to be a pedophile. They're convinced that Forrest Gump is a Satan-worshipping kitty diddler. Someone posted a clip, I'm sure this has been going around for a while, of Tom Hanks discussing sexual assault and abuse in Hollywood. I think this came out shortly after the Harvey Weinstein story broke. And Tom Hanks was trying to make the point that it's not just Hollywood that is dealing with these issues. Any industry where you have predominantly males at the top of the organization, which is basically every industry, right? You're going to have instances where creepy-ass bosses are trying to use their position to fuck underlings. If only they would watch the Barbie movie, they would see the light. That goddamn masterpiece could fix all of society's woes, right? Some women would have you believe that. Anyway, someone posted that video, which, by the way, it was an interview on PBS. Just a, a totally innocent you know, interview. Uh, and the tweet reads, hey, Tom Hanks, what about Sarah Ruth Ashcraft? Hashtag Tom Hanks. Hashtag Epstein. Hashtag pedophile. Dun, dun, dun. That, of course, led to the question, who the fuck is Sarah Ruth Ashcraft? I so wish I did not go down this rabbit hole. If you ever see Tom Hanks being accused of pedophilia, like trending on Twitter, along with Jeffrey Epstein, Sarah Ruth Ashcraft is the reason. Apparently, at some point she wrote, this is me at 13, and that includes a picture of herself. Uh, this is me at age 13. The age I was when Tom Hanks, and she, like, tagged Tom Hanks, right? <laughs> so she's like, when at Tom Hanks purchased me from my father for sex as a discounted mind control doll. She also used mind control as a hashtag. She goes on, uh, I wonder how much he paid. I wonder how much money my father made for breaking my mind and selling my child body throughout my life. Will I ever get to know? So a lot of nut jobs clung on to these claims as proof. I guess they don't understand what the word proof means that, uh, you know, Tom Hanks is in fact a pedophile because they want him to be a pedophile, right? He's a Hollywood celebrity, so he's gotta be, a, you know, a kid fucker. But if you look into Sarah Ruth Ashcraft's past, she's accused a bunch of people of sexual assault. Now, I don't want to be crass here, but if this happened to me, would I be traumatized? Of course. But I'd also be kind of proud because it was a who's who of celebrity molesters. I'd probably start strutting around town like the cock of the walk. You know, a super inflated self-ego. Yeah, I was molested by Tom Hanks. And Hillary Clinton. And you know, that's got to include Bill Clinton as well. It was probably a gift from Hillary to Bill. All right. Uh, as a child, while under mind control, I was sexually abused by politicians, mostly Democrats, including Hillary Rodham Clinton, during occult rituals, Masonic meetings, and private interactions in my own home in Michigan near John Conyers' district. Keep looking in his direction and you will find many perps. I've named some, not all, of the people who abused me as a child, including my parents, family, all of my ex-partners. Really, every single boyfriend you went out with sexually abused you. Well, that just proves that you've got horrible taste in men. See, I would not have included that in my uh, little rant here. Anyway. Uh, most friends <laughs> also sexually abused her. Hillary Rodham Clinton, Tom Hanks, a Catholic, uh, Catholic cardinal, Jonathan Freeman, who um, you might not know that name. He was the, vo <laughs> the voice of Jafar in Disney's Aladdin. See, I'm telling you, that's some star-studded sexual assault. 
the Roper School, there are many others. I guess what I'm trying to say in regards to Barbie and this whole Tom Hanks story, it's that uh, social media is a fucking cesspool and no one should be on it. Except for me, because, you know, this is how I find content. This crap will rot your brain, man. Now, I want you to know that I understand that not all conspiracy theories are just the made-up ramblings of deranged, mentally ill kooks. Some conspiracies are real. There are cover-ups. The lamestream media buries stuff they don't want you to know. Stuff that uh, your puppet masters in Hollywood, Washington, D.C., and the intergalactic horsemen of Planet 5X7 want to make sure we're all kept in the dark about. That's how they win and control us, you know? So there is value in people doing their own real investigating. And those brave souls should be lauded and also amplified. I'm doing my part here on the podcast. For instance, today I bring to you the findings of one such truth teller. Let her rip. I believe that um, 9-11 was a human sacrifice on a mass scale. I think that, you know, they have been doing this work with these demons and but the devil demands a sacrifice. Look at any Holly person in Hollywood or famous person. They had to sacrifice something, whether it was their innocence or another person or a thing or a child in order to get to where they are. She says that so matter of factly. This shit is common knowledge. I feel stupid even saying it again, but we all know that Meg Ryan had to dip a naked newborn infant in butter roll its body in panko breadcrumbs, and then lower that precious baby into a deep fryer, cooking it until it was a deep golden brown. This is documented. I have the papers. You have the papers. If you haven't seen them, just do a Google search for Meg Ryan, deep fried baby. Read the account, but I urge you all, don't follow the recipe. You're going to look at the instructions and you're going to say, oh my God, you know what? That doesn't sound too bad. It seems juicy and succulent. Resist. You've got to resist. Meg did all of this just to ensure she got the lead role in When Harry Met Sally. Again, just to reiterate, every single actor who has ever appeared in a TV show or movie has done unspeakable things to a baby, with a baby, to an animal, with an animal, or with a baby and an animal, or to a baby with an animal, or to an animal with a baby. And this is why 9-11 happened. You know what? Jet fuel might not melt steel beams, but turning a child into a plate of jalapeno baby poppers sure gives Satan the incentive to melt those beams. Just saying. You have to like provide a sacrifice. And if the government is working with these demons, they demand their sacrifice. And just killing one person isn't going to be enough. You have to kill 3,000. Oh, and you have to do it on live television. Oh, and you have to air it in every classroom, a public room, a public school classroom in the country. So it was very much so. I believe that 9-11, like spiritually, was a human sacrifice, uh, some kind of sacrificial um, presentation for the powers that be that are taking over our government and working with our government. 9-11, baby. The gift that keeps on giving. I feel like that audio could be misused. I just mean it. it's giving us a lot of content here on the show from crazy people. Uh, let's move on now. Real quick, I want to turn our attention to the Discord and say thanks to Basic Bitch. Basic Bitch provided a link to one of our uh, newest TikTok finds. Again, all credit goes to uh, the freaks in the Discord for finding this uh, mushed mouth moron. I don't know his real name. It appears his username is uh, Mr. Giveaway 37. You'll know him when you hear him, though. Oh, God, I'm back. 
Now, sometimes he'll actually provide captions on his videos so we can sort of figure out what he's saying. This time, he doesn't do that. So I'm completely lost. But on Monday afternoon... Monday afternoon, something about a burger, booger, maybe corn on the cob, I think I heard. Look, it doesn't matter because this isn't really the video I wanted to share with you. I just wanted you to hear his voice, you know, to remind you who we're dealing with. So in some of the videos, he does not provide captions. Some of them he does. And then there's a third type of video where he uses a text-to-speech program. Unfortunately, we don't get to hear his voice, but uh, we, we can understand what he's saying. Hi, everybody. There is a pretty woman on here named Cass, and she is the reason why I no longer wipe my ass. Well, I certainly understood that. Kind of wish I didn't. Go back to mumbling, my man. Yes, this video is titled, Why I Don't Wipe My Ass and I Shower One Time a Week. It all has to do with that woman. I will tag her below. I'm 37 with autism and a speech disorder, but I love all her content. The first video I watched from her, she said she doesn't wipe her ass, and the reason is because they make toilet paper from chemicals, but I always use baby wipes instead, so I looked up on YouTube how. Lot of information is coming in here. By the way, I remember when I was a very, very little boy, you know, in the early 80s, they had not only scented toilet paper. So right there, you're you're introducing some additional chemicals, right? So they, they sprayed the toilet paper down with chemicals to give it a nice scent. But then they, they also sold toilet paper in different colors. Like that was something you could just go out and buy. Pink toilet paper, blue, green toilet paper. I'm pretty sure the 80s was like at the tail end of when you could buy colored toilet paper like that so easily. But, you know, that also introduces dyes and chemicals. So in the long run, I think where we're at right now with toilet paper is a good place. Chemical wise, it probably utilizes the least amount of chemicals of any time. Baby wipes and I was shocked, so I just stopped. But, you know, I only shower one time a week and I do this because... Most people don't know that on the top layer of your skin, there is good bacteria and bad, and every time you wash yourself, you are getting rid of both kinds of bacteria, and good bacteria is a little... You know who makes that argument? Stinky people. I think that uh, good bacteria will grow back soon enough. It's okay to go ahead and shower every day or so. You're a complete, like, clean freak. If you've got a mental disorder and you're, like, uh, showering three, four times a day, then that might be a problem, you know, for your skin. It's going to dry it out, at the very least. But showering once every day, I think, you know, I, I think you're going to be okay. Harder to come back than bad bacteria, so I only shower once a week, so I don't wash off the good bacteria. So, um, I'm a good, uh, I'm too good to work, and I'm on... I don't know what the hell he's talking about there. It's the end of the video, though. Thank you so much for the revelation. Please don't follow this TikToker's advice. And to be clear, he's not, like, replacing wiping with something else, like with a bidet or something. He didn't, he didn't say any of that. He just said, look, I've given up wiping. There's no point to it. It's bad for you. Now, you could say, well, maybe every time he shits, he then hops into the shower. No, because as you heard in the video, he only showers once a week. That's a lot of caked on shit to scrape off, utilizing only the pressure of the shower head. Well, that's why he's considered a tick-tard, and that's why I love him. All right, let's move on. 
I ran across a commercial for a product. I, I, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around. It's it's not even an invention. I can't imagine this is a successful product. If, if this bitch is making any money on this thing, I'm going to blow my brains out. It's insulting to think about because, you know, I come up with so many brilliant ideas, inventions, services, the finglet, the tit flip, Uber holes, baby's first colonic. Those are just like four off the top of my head. And then we got Kathy Mitchell over here sitting back, lazily introducing this. You love delicious hot meals, but recipes can be time-consuming and complicated, and what a mess you're left to clean. But imagine if you could make dinner with no pots and pans. Hi, Kathy Mitchell here with Eat This Book, my new collection of recipes that you prepare and cook on a page from the book. What Kathy Mitchell is selling here is a book of parchment paper and printed on the Printed on the parchment paper are outlines of food. So you'll 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 rip off this piece of parchment paper, destroying the book. By the way, you can only use the book once. But anyway, you rip the page of parchment paper out uh, for the recipe you want. You lay it down and you you look at the outline of the food and you you place the food on top of the outline. So in in one of in one of the recipes she's given an example of, there's like. 10 outlines of shrimp. But you plate you you know you place the shrimp on the paper right over the outlines and then there may be like a, an outline for a, a stalk of asparagus or whatever. You put that down. This is for people who um, not only hate cooking but hate counting. It's really the worst part of the recipes, right? Kathy makes this so easy. You just match up the, the food with, with the diagram on the on the paper. It's dinner made easy. It's dinner for stupids. On the plus side, I do like the idea of not having to uh, dirty any dishes. That's kind of cool. But again, regular parchment paper would work just as well. Also, how does this recipe not require anything else aside from just laying the food on the paper? Like, what about spices? What about, uh, like, other dry ingredients or liquid ingredient you know like to make food you, you it's not just laying vegetables on a piece of paper watch just tear out a page and put the ingredients right on the pictures it's that easy then fold and bake for a delicious meal every time guaranteed the parchment paper pages are a foolproof way to make the perfect meal every day and you'd have to be a fool to pay 29.95 for a book of parchment paper start with boneless chicken thighs then fill the spaces with frozen peas and ham it's like coloring with food thanks for dumbing it down even more for us this product is for grown-ass adults now that's comfort food for cat measuring fill the pictures and your recipes will turn out perfect every time all right do you think you could possibly do this i understand measuring is very complicated numbers fractions you got to use cups and spoons and shit so i'm gonna make this very easy for you do you think if i drew on a piece of paper the food you need to cook you can even go ahead and just place the food right on my drawings and then take all of that and just put it in the oven do you think you could do that without screwing it up this shouldn't even be allowed to be called cooking i don't know where the shrimp goes you see the outline that curved thing right there? Oh, that's where the shrimp go. Okay. Call now to get Eat This Book with 50 pages of recipes for... Okay, that's a horrible name for this product. The same type of person who would order this would actually probably try to eat the book. 
Uh, the book told me to bite it, so I chewed it up. Fourteen ninety nine. But wait, order now and we'll send you another fifty pages free. That's so a- you get a hundred pages of parchment paper. Okay, uh, for one hundred dinners. And this offer keeps getting better. Call right now and you can get a second full book. Just pay separate fee. <laughs> so now it's, they just keep doubling, <laughs> right? Now you're getting two hundred. That's two hundred pages of recipes, enough for two hundred dinners. They cannot give this thing away. Eat this book. Fuck you! Eat this ass! It almost sounds like a threat, doesn't it? Eat my book, dipshit! Eat this book, fourteen ninety nine. I guess that's not a horrible price. Have any of you freaks tried this? Maybe you got Eat This Book as a Christmas present? Call in with your reviews. Hey, speaking of commercials, uh, ladies, I know it's never been fair that your medical slash hygiene issues have historically just been called gross and have been ignored by the media. The best you get are commercials that are almost cryptically coded. Remember, like, the mother and daughter walking on the beach and and the daughter's like, Mom, do you ever get that not-so-fresh feeling? Because they can't just come right out and say, Hey, does your pussy stink? You got the funk in your front trunk? There's got to be something I can take so my cunt smells better when I've got vaginosis. It's the same reason they use blue liquid in those tampon and maxi pad commercials instead of red liquid. Oh, that's just getting a little too close to what's actually coming out of the pussy. We can't show that on TV. Meanwhile, the second a drug company came up with a dick pill to make old man cock work again, it was nonstop Viagra ads on TV. And those things came right out and said, Do you suffer from erectile dysfunction? Get your rock hard schlong back with Cialis and start slinging that good dick in the bedroom again. It's like, whoa, that's cool and all, but it's very explicit. The point is, I get that there's a double standard. Now, things are changing. I've seen uh, maxi pad ads where they use red liquid. It's not like thick and chunky. You know, the way menstrual blood comes out. There's not big fat cutlets of uterine lining mixed in with that marinara sauce. That's what I would like to see. But, you know, we are making progress. That being said, I uh, recently saw an always maxi pad ad that kind of grossed me out. Maybe I, you know, I just wasn't prepared for what was said. Now, this ad has been running for several months, so you may have seen it. It starts on uh, a public bus. On your period, sudden gushes happen. Yeah, that's what I wasn't ready for. The word gush. Now, I'm not a woman. I don't operate with that equipment. But ladies, is that a thing that happens to you? Does, does, Does it come gushing out? I always thought you didn't even really feel it coming out, you know? Sometimes you just look down and be like, oh, shit, there's blood in my panties again. But the way this commercial is kind of positioning menstruation, sometimes you literally will get a tsunami happening down there. Say goodbye, gush fears. And they just keep saying gush over and over again. Goodbye, gush fears. Thanks to always ultra thins with rapid dry technology that absorbs two times faster. Hello, clean and comfortable. Always fear no gush. You can tell me not to fear the gush. I fear the gush. I'm not even a woman. I feel for some reason I have to keep reminding you of that, but I'm afraid for you. Please, for the love of God, get always extra thin maxi pads or whatever the hell they're trying to push to contain the gush. All right, uh, real quick, before we get into the news today, one more short clip. We've got a, uh, I don't want to call it an altercation, more of an incident at uh, an airport. There's always incidents at the airport. In this clip, a woman has requested a wheelchair. I'm not sure 
why she needed it, but um, she is very entitled. The wheelchair is finally here. Thank God. You know, let me tell you something. I, I look good, don't I? I look like I have no problems at all, but I have issues. I'm talking to him. I have issues, so don't act like I'm not handicapped, but I am a handicapped beauty-ass bitch, all right? Oh, I believe you're handicapped. It's the rest of what you just said, I don't believe. Specifically, the part about you being a beauty. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Give me to my gate and let me go. Please don't hold me up. I have to go. Move your ass, please. Walk as fast as you can. Jesus. I'm not heavy. I know. I'm going to uh, right through the air, the security. A bitch ain't trying to walk far. Fuck out of here. I'm in the airport. You know how to pull it and use that wheelchair every time. That's how you get through security. I'm going to show you how right now. So I think what she's saying is if you use a wheelchair, you can breeze through security. And that's why she wants the wheelchair, I guess. Let's keep going. I'll get it to you in a minute. Like this is some sort of airport hack she's sharing with us. You don't need it yet. I do, I do. Why? Don't say how to hell. Don't talk to me. I don't, I don't believe in hell. I'm a God woman. Who are you talking to? Watch your mouth, Papi. Watch your mouth, Suave. Suave. When we get to that gate, I'll give it to you. Keep going. No, he does not keep going. He wants to see that boarding pass. You gonna, no, no. Don't get him. Let me tell you something. You know, I'm a fucking 50 year old. You fucking try me again, I will fuck you up. Let me see the, the, the boarding pass, ma'am. We cannot start the service without the boarding bus. Ask for it nicely. Don't get a, don't act like a door a, a jerk off with it, all right? Because I don't gotta give you nothing. She knows she has to give it to him because she she hands it to him. Kiss my fucking ass. This dude is a jerk. To me, it seems like she wants to get a reaction out of this guy, probably to then complain and possibly get free stuff. I don't know. Looking for a refund, maybe. But uh, what's great is she got the wrong dude. This dude is just doing his job. He does not care what she says to him. He doesn't change the tone of his voice. He doesn't go faster when she tells uh, him to push her faster. He just He's just doing his job and not reacting. Oh, surprisingly, there's no line at all today, huh? That's good. I, should, I don't even need you. I could have fucking scooted my ass through that shit by myself without you. Well, this woman is soon to be greeted with some bad news. You know already who I am, right? You, no, you saw my class earlier. Not the safety chimneys. What? Checkpoint three. What? Checkpoint number three. Yeah, they're not letting her right through. For what? She has to go through uh, security. It's only TSA check. What? <laughs> I think what this guy is trying to say, and I could be wrong, is uh, the line that this woman is trying to go through right now is just for people who have been pre-screened. That is not her. What the hell are you talking about? Speak English. You can't come in here. You can't. You got. You better go in checkpoint three. What the fuck is checkpoint three? Why is it different? Because, because I know why do I no? First, tell me why am I going to another checkpoint and I can't come to this you one? You can't come in here. Why? Because it's only TSA pre-check. Okay. Well, take me to where he said to take me to. <laughs> Fucking dumbass. You should have said that the first time, idiota. Oh, fucking look like I know. I don't fucking work here. I mean, airports and airplanes, those are the, the places where you, you can't fuck around. I mean, a lot of people do fuck around, but then they get put on a list and they're not allowed to fly anymore. How is this woman being entertained by everyone here? Like, Shut the fuck up, bitch. Don't fly then. I don't get like, don't, don't help her. And you going real slow. You ain't eating no dinner tonight. Like, you ain't got no fucking muscles. Look how slow we go. 
You don't, you don't have no muscles. He stops at some station. I don't know if he's had enough of this woman and refuses to push her anymore. It's unclear. There is some discussion of getting another person with another wheelchair to push her. Okay, let me go to the office and send somebody for help you. Oh, He's supposed to help me. What you mean? Let me call the office and send somebody to help me. What are you talking about? Well, you got he has a to. job to do. So don't give me no attitude. He has a job to do. He's not doing his job. The woman then decides to take that wheelchair herself. Except uh, the the guy who was pushing her has locked the brakes. Unlock the wheel. Unlock the wheel. Unlock the wheels. I'm gonna scoot my ass there. Fuck you. Unlock the wheels. He you does not unlock the wheels. No, I'm going. Excuse me. Ex- you hurt my finger. You squeeze my finger. You squeeze my finger. Ma'am. No, I'm gonna scoot my ass to the. I'm gonna scoot myself there. You don't have to take me. Get your fingers off of it. Ma'am. I'm gonna scoot that's myself because I can't walk. Okay, that's a wheelchair. I'm gonna scoot there. He could get his hands off of the wheelchair. I'm going to scoot over there. You he don't want to push me? Ma'am. He don't have to push me. Okay, you cannot. So you have so to wait So he could get the another... fucking push me to okay, push me so there. so you have to wait for another wheelchair. He could ma'am. push me to fuck there. Because you a fucking piece of shit. I know. Okay. Hey. You fuck with an old, uh, older person that has a wheelchair issue? You're going to go to hell. I know. I love this guy. That's the most emotion you're going to get out of him. <laughs> He's just agreeing with you. Yep. Going to hell. You're going to go viral, too. You know that? Yeah. I hope so. Remember, your face is going to be all over the fucking TV. Yeah. You're ugly. Fucking piece of shit. Any last words for him? You're a real piece of fucking shit. Your mother didn't birth a baby. She birthed a turd like you. <laughs> that was a good line. You're going to fuck with me today? That's how the fuck you live in? You're nasty. And fuck you. Well, as nasty as this woman is... That very day at the airport, God performed a miracle. He gave this woman the ability to walk once again. She stands up from the wheelchair and just decides to go to the gate herself. Keep your fucking wheelchair, bitch. That's right. She don't need your slow ass pushing her around in a wheelchair anymore because she has the ability to walk out of the jeweler. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven up. Two, three, four. Oh, God. He's an awesome God. Love it all, boy. Wisdom, power, and love. You're a real piece of fucking shit. All right. Uh, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist. And I fucked up news right now. So for like 17 years now, I've been asking you to sign up for the sideshow, become a true and honorable freak, but I'm not doing that anymore. Now I am telling you, you will sign up for the sideshow. You're dealing with a whole new Tim, baby. I'm a real disciplined daddy. I make demands and you comply. Sign up for the Sideshow right now. Become a true and honorable freak. Memberships are very inexpensive. When you sign up, you gain access to the entire archive of programs. More importantly, every week I do brand new exclusive shows just for paying freaks. Actually, three times a week now. If you really want to get the full DV experience, if you really want to put the daily in Distorted View Daily, sign up right now. Superfreaksideshow.com. You get a personalized RSS feed uh, that you can plug into your podcast app. Now, if you happen to use Spotify or Apple Podcasts, 
Uh, you can also sign up for access right inside those apps. For more information, check out distortedview.com and, of course, superfreaksideshow.com. Yesterday, we did a Sideshow exclusive podcast. Tomorrow, I'll be doing another one. I'm dropping Sideshow loads all over the place this week. Oh, yeah, dropping fucking loads all over your fucking faces. Yeah. That's right. Again, superfreaksideshow.com. Another way to help support the show, we've got a Patreon account. Patreon.com slash Distorted View. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Every little bit helps. If you pledge at least $5, you get access to a special voicemail line. I'm always behind on regular voicemails, so if you want to cut to the front of the line, I always play the uh, Patreon calls first. I'm usually pretty up to date. You know, you call in the very same day I'll play it on the show or the next day. You just have to fork over five bucks a month, and it's a small price to help uh, ensure that this podcast continues on for a long, long time. So thank you very much to all of my patrons, and of course, you Sideshow members. You are the reason I'm able to continue doing this, whatever this is. Someone could explain to me what this is I do. That would be great. All right. uh, Three very quick stories now. Well, the first one's not even really a published news story yet. We've got some breaking distorted view news. Yeah, I'm going to be a real journalist here. This involves uh, one of our favorites here on the podcast, Grant McDonald. He's a musician. I would not call him a Linda Finkel Hall of Fame nominee. His music is simply too good. For those of you that don't recognize the name Grant McDonald, does the term Ram Ranch ring a bell? 18 naked cowboys in the showers at Ram Ranch. Big herd driving cocks wanting to be sucked. 18 naked cowboys wanting to be fucked. This is just a little bit from the first Ram Ranch. In subsequent years, the number of Ram Ranch installments has grown to like 800. He's a very prolific musician. That's why uh, having to report on this story is just so devastating. Apparently, late last month, Grant received a letter in the mail from a law firm. It reads, Dear Mr. McDonald, we are legal counsel to Mr. Sean Driscoll. This letter serves as formal notice for you to cease and desist any and all communication with Mr. Driscoll and persons related to him, including his friends, acquaintances, employers, and professional colleagues. Please also cease and desist from posting about Mr. Driscoll on any social media platforms or website. Further, please cease and desist from directing or encouraging other individuals to contact Mr. Driscoll or persons related to him. The letter goes on, just kind of reiterating, you should not be contacting this guy. Don't communicate with him. Mr. Driscoll does not want you to reach out. This letter also serves as formal notice for you to cease and desist disseminating intimate and sexualized images and recordings of Mr. Driscoll in any form. He does not consent. One of the last lines is more disturbing. It says, uh, look, uh, don't distribute the images or recordings. However, don't delete any images or recordings that you already have as they are relevant evidence in a civil legal action that's being contemplated against you. We recommend you obtain legal counsel. Now, the interesting thing is, if you do a a search for Grant McDonald and add the word Sean to the search in Spotify, oh, you get a lot of music. Titles like Sean Driscoll Began, Sean Oinks for Cum, Sean's Big Dick, Sean's Big Hard Dick, Sean's Fuckhole, Sean's Sweet Pighole. Also, you'll get results like Driscoll Brothers, Driscoll Boy Pussy. The results go on and on. 
Sean. Suck that big herd black. 12 inch cock. Deep down it's reward. Suck that big herd cock, boy. Herd cock. Ram deep down it's reward. That song was titled Sean Loves Suckin' Black Cock. Yeah, Sean. Got your face on the bed between the pillows, your butt in the air. Big herd, 12 inch herd meat cock. Fucking fucking and fucking you, boy. That's Sean Sweet Butthole. The man does seem to have an obsession with uh, all Driscolls. (laughs) Yo, Driscoll brothers. Gonna be butt fucked. Out in the high seas today, hmm. huge hair cocks, hard as rocks, gonna fucking fucking fuck you boys. Huge hair firm boy cocks, fisher boy cocks, gonna fucking fucking fuck you boys. Well, here is the update. Uh, two days ago, Grant popped into his own Discord where he wrote, I am being arrested. And then some idiot said, is everything all right? No, he's being arrested. Help me. Getting arrested again. (laughs) Getting warrant. Toronto. He later stated that the cops were outside his door. And then that's pretty much the last we've heard from Grant McDonald. Now, the question is, who the hell is Sean Driscoll? Well, according to a few websites, on some Grant McDonald tracks, Grant doesn't even sing himself. Instead, his nephew, Sean Driscoll, takes over as the main artist. That's right, the guy Grant McDonald is lusting after is his own nephew! Wow, incest is really having a moment. We learned that uh, one of our favorite Utards, Tamir, has been fantasizing about his sister. And now this... Why is everyone going so gaga over incest? My theory? It all leads back to gay marriage being legalized. The Christians told us this was going to happen. No one wanted to listen. Now, I know this isn't exactly a news source, but the mainstream media hasn't caught on to this story yet. They're just walking around with their heads up their asses. So I have to rely on less than reputable sites. Although, know your meme has never led me astray before. So, you know, they do good work over there. And they have updated their article about Grant McDonald to include this latest turn of unpleasant events. Apparently, Grant leaked uh, his nephew's nude photos on social media. So it's not about the music so much as it is the photographs. Interesting. Uh, McDonald has created a GoFundMe account to fund his legal defenses. By the way, I checked out that GoFundMe account. It has raised a whopping $100. I don't know what kind of lawyer he's going to hire. Me, probably, he could afford it. That's about it. All right. uh, McDonald has created a GoFundMe to fund his legal defenses and claim the accusations were all part of a conspiracy by anti-vaxxers due to his support of vaccines during the COVID-19 pandemic. What's interesting uh, are the prior confessions of Grant McDonald. On June 16th, 2021, a Reddit user with the handle Grant McDonald, believed to be McDonald himself, made a post to the Ram Ranch subreddit that said, legal to marry your nephew. In the thread, he linked to a site named SeanDriscoll.xxx, which purportedly hosted sexual images of Driscoll. On January 9th of that same year, Graham McDonald posted uncensored images of a male butt to the Ram Ranch subreddit titled uh, Sean Driscoll's Slut Hole. There was another post allegedly written by Grant that says, I use meth and rape Sean. Both believable. Grant McDonald's entire music catalog sounds like the insane erotic ramblings of a gay meth addict, right? 
Like he stays up for 192 hours straight just making these Ram Ranch tracks, which is it really just consists of him talking. Fucking, 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 fuck. Fuck that slutty, sloppy boy hole. Boy hole. Boy hole at the Ram Ranch. You know, like, and he just does that. Well, I'm going to be keeping uh, an eye on this story. I've subscribed to the Ram Ranch subreddit. Can't believe I uh, wasn't already joined there, but uh, hopefully we'll have some new information in the coming days. Right now, though, we have to move on. Second story I have for you today. A wildlife park in England is trying to deal with some foul-mouthed parrots in a unique way. For a while now, they've been trying to get the parrots to stop swearing. Nothing has worked. Now, the Lincolnshire Wild Park in eastern England has initiated a novel approach to address the profanity used by its African gray parrots. In 2020, the park isolated five parrots known for using expletives in an effort to uh, improve their language. Recently, they've introduced three additional parrots with similar tendencies, Eric, Captain, and Sheila. What a great name for a parrot that's a cunt, Sheila. I bet you she's the racist parrot. Yeah, with Sheila, it's not so much the swear words that's the issue. It's the other stuff she says. Go back to your country. Rock. You don't belong here. I hope you get deported. Rock. Go back to your shithole country. Shithole country. Shithole country. All right. uh, So they've got 92 non-swearing parrots. And I guess that leaves uh, eight of the parrots to have the uh, the swearing problem. Steve Nichols, the park's chief executive, noted the surprising level of explicit language from the birds, emphasizing their use of particularly strong expletives. Like the worst of the worst. Lots of cunts and fucks. Maybe even the N-word. Who knows? Unfortunately, I don't have a list of like what the birds' favorite words to shout uh, are. Anyway... Up until recently, the birds have been isolated. They, you know, the staff was trying to get the birds to stop swearing before introducing them to the other birds. That hasn't worked out. So now they're going to let the, bir- the the 92 non-swearing parrots mingle with the swearing parrots. There's one of two ways this is going to go. This is a bold, risky strategy. What the park wants to happen is to have the eight parrots learn more acceptable sounds from the other birds, like those of microwave noises and reversing vehicles. That's just some of the sounds that the parrots like to mimic. However, there is a risk that the larger group could actually adopt the swearing instead, potentially turning the aviary into an adult-themed environment. The integration of the original five parrots was somewhat successful, though they occasionally swear and mimic laughter, a common reaction to their profanity. Parrots are known for precisely imitating sounds, and these birds have distinct male and female voice patterns. The Wildlife Park has informed visitors about the parrot's language through large signs, yet has received no complaints. Interestingly, Nichols observed that in the past, visitors were more likely to swear at the parrots than the other way around. They they want the parrots to swear back at them. Uh, So, you know, the idea of an adult aviary might not be a bad idea. Uh, African gray parrots are highly social and intelligent, with cognitive abilities comparable to apes, whales, and dolphins. The park remains hopeful that the parrots will adopt the sounds of the flock and reduce their use of swear words. Nichols mentioned various ambient sounds in the park, like squeaking gates and mobile phones, that the parrots could possibly learn. However, he acknowledged the challenge, as the parrots are likely to just continue swearing if they hear it again. Good luck with all of that, I guess, but I don't like the idea of changing the birds. 
They seem rather cool the way they are, right? Uh, final story we have for you today. This one comes from China. Yes. I think China is probably one of the last large countries where smoking. Okay. That's not annoying. It's one of the last countries where uh, smoking is largely acceptable. Good God. Shut that shit off. You know what I mean, though? Here in America, you're not allowed to smoke indoors. Everyone is sort of catching on that smoking is bad for you. Obviously, there's still plenty of people who smoke, but cigarette sales aren't what they used to be, right? It's a dwindling business. I think maybe like in China and also India, though, cigarettes are still big business. Uh, In a striking display of physical endurance, a 52-year-old marathoner known as Uncle Chen has been disqualified from the Shimen Marathon, despite finishing the grueling 26.2-mile race in an impressive time of 3 hours and 33 minutes. Why was he disqualified? You could probably guess. As stated by the Marathon Committee, uh, it was all about his unusual habit of chain-smoking throughout the race. Take a look at the chapter artwork and you can see this man smoking up a storm while he's running. I love this guy. Why should he be disqualified for that? What rule is he breaking? It's not like nicotine is a performance enhancing drug. Like this, you know, chain smoking a cigarette has given him an edge. The committee cited a violation of Article 2.12 of the Shy Men Marathon Rules, which prohibits uncivilized behavior such as smoking, open defecation, or damaging green spaces. These actions are deemed detrimental to the race's integrity and the safety of other participants. Well, there you go. Uncle Chen, a seasoned marathon runner, crossed the finish line just five minutes slower than his three-hour, 28-minute record set two years prior, ranking 574th among over 1,500 competitors. His marathon journey began in 2018, where he completed a race in three hours and 36 minutes, improving his time the following year to three hours and 32 minutes. Previously, Uncle Chen's smoking habit during races did not affect his participation. However, the Chinese Athletics Association's recent implementation of a rule to promote healthier participation and discourage smoking at events led to the disqualification. Uncle Chen's disqualification following his rise to viral fame highlights the evolving standard in athletic events. Well, I mean, maybe in China. I think it's been a rule here in America for some time that you can't chain smoke during sporting events. Anyway, it highlights the evolving standards in athletic events regarding health and sportsmanship. His unconventional approach to marathons has sparked a mix of admiration and criticism, both online and among fellow runners. While some commend his ability to endure the uh, physically taxing race despite smoking, others view his actions as inconsiderate to other competitors. You know, he gave the guy something to do during the race. You know, you're running for three hours. It gets a little boring. A cigarette gives him that smooth, cool pick-me-up he needs. Winston, America's best-selling, best-tasting filter cigarette. It still tastes good like a cigarette should. be awesome if Winston or whatever brand this guy smokes, like, sponsored him. You don't see that too often these days. Athletic endorsements of cigarettes. That would be awesome. All right, uh, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Thursday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Wow, 
Well, this show is running late today. We're going to blow through some voicemails. Uh, many ways to contact the show. 206-666-4463. I'm all over social media. Show at distortedview.com. That's my email address. You know, if, if you want to contact me, you can figure it out. Go to distortedview.com. I'm guessing there's some links over there. Jigu, Timmy Boo, it. I know, I've called him a lot this week. You just reminded me of something. I was listening to today's episode and talking about, okay, soda. And you're ranting about soda. And it reminded me of something I meant to talk to you about because I was collecting the can. Um, there's this Taiwanese brand of quote-unquote sparkling water. Um, they're much closer to soda because they're like 200 calories. And they, have a bunch <laughs> of, they have like a shit ton of sugar in them anyway. Yeah, that's not water. <laughs> um, but it's called Ocean Bomb. And there's a lot of different... Oh, is that the one with um, that they've got like Sailor Moon uh, Ocean Bomb flavors? I bought Lord Douche a bunch of uh, Sailor Moon. I think it's Ocean Bomb. They have a bunch of different color, like pastel cans, and each one has a different Sailor Moon character. Uh, types. There's like bubble tea and stuff. Um, but the ones I've been collecting are the Sailor Moon flavors. Yes! Ocean Bomb. Uh, Essentially soda. They're basically fruity soda. Uh, I, I would yeah. put them closer to light. I haven't tasted them myself. It's all they're all still sealed, uh, like a uh, like a, a carbonated snapple kind of oh, flavor. Okay. Uh, but they're delicious. Uh, they make a bunch for different anime, but the ones that I've collected have yeah. Been I've seen some Dragon Ball Z ones as the well. Sailor Moon flavors. Uh, I highly recommend them. Sailor Mars and Sailor Saturn for the two most okay. delicious in my my opinion. But give you them, tasted their juices. But give, check them out since you love unique sodas and stuff. And, and like Sailor I said, they're Moon. not. They, I wouldn't traditionally call them sodas, but they. I get, it, I get, it, I get what you're. I, you know, I'm picking up what you're laying down. How about that? Well, thank you very much for the tip. I am aware of Ocean Bomb. Ah, uh, what up, nigga? I'm calling you from the Mazda Three of Love. <laughs> um, hey, th- we're in October right now. I am not a Patreon, of course. Um, too poor, but hope you're still listening to the show. I wanted <laughs> finally getting around to playing your voicemail. To uh, mention to you something funny that relates to a news story that you had on a show here in October. Okay, and I don't know if you'll remember it at this point because nope. it's probably goddamn January, fucker. Hmm. But you guys are getting pretty good estimating when your calls are going to be played. Sorry, I'm working on catching up here. Fucker. But um, uh. You were doing a new story about there was a street sign called Harry Dick. Everybody right. was feeling it because yeah. it's so funny. Well, when I was in college, my grandparents gave me their telephone to use in my college apartment, I guess. And um, they, they were, of course, you know, this is back in the time where uh, speed dial was a thing. And so... They would write the name of their friends by each little button, and then they could quickly call the number. Right. And shit. And apparently, they had a friend, and his name was Harry Muff, and so they had written Harry Muff on the <laughs> dial. And my roommates thought that was so funny, and they called it over and over and over yeah. again. The guy had been dead for many years, so I don't think it really went anywhere. But um, yeah, so. Um, Harry Muff, that's a guy. Yeah, someone came into that uh, computer testing center I worked at in my 20s, and his name was Harry Smallwood. We actually had a list of uh, some of the great names. It's still floating around. Uh, one of the, the, the owner of the business, or his daughter, is saving 
uh, all that stuff for me. She's going to let me have it. I think they may have shut down the business or something. Uh, so I can't wait to look through it. And there's going to be like old pictures of me and us making fun of uh, foreign people <laughs> taking taking the test of English as a foreign language. I can't wait to read you some of their essays. Oh, they're just awful. You better believe we made photocopies of those things. It was a horrible, horrible employee. All right, uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the show. want you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-660-GOD. Is it? Oh, God. Fear no gush. Spread the distortion, STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. Uh, If you're Sideshow members, I will see you back tomorrow to end the week. Otherwise, see you next Tuesday for another episode of DV. Until then, bye, everybody! Scribe.net.